Hi, and welcome to the Penna podcast. My name is Alexis Curtis-Harris, and I'm the Diversity and Inclusion Lead at Penna. Um, so today we've got a really great podcast for you. Um, we're running a session in acknowledgement of International Day for the Remembrance of the Slave Trade and its Abolition. And I'm joined by two of my colleagues. Uh, Louise and Leah, I'll hand over to you um, to introduce yourselves, if that's okay. So I'm Louise, and I'm the Diversity and Inclusion Delivery Manager at Penna. Um, and I'm Leah, I'm the new marketing intern at Penna for uh, three months, but hopefully I'll go away and see. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you so much, ladies, and thanks for joining us on what is a really important topic and actually, in some cases, not an easy one to talk about. So really appreciate you joining us today. Um, so I think we'll just dive straight in. And I'm really, really keen to hear from you both. Um, obviously, both at quite early stages in your career, obviously, maybe not that long ago, kind of gone through study and education. So thinking back to kind of growing up, did you learn a lot about slavery or black history? And did you think throughout your time at school and education that it was talked about enough? Um, oh, for me personally, no. I don't think that we talked about it enough. I don't think that enough attention was brought to it. I know that growing up in school, I didn't really have, um, there wasn't sort of like a black history month or um sort of a slavery abolishment um, acknowledgement day or anything like that until much much later on when I'd actually phased out of secondary school so I don't know whether that's so much more today but definitely for me I don't think it was talked about enough. Mm. I think I can quite agree like especially in primary school we didn't do much on um, slavery or black history Month. and most of the time when we did it kind of was based upon slavery itself and not maybe a celebration of the abolition or slavery ending or how um, black people have moved forward in society but in secondary school I do think there was a greater emphasis kind of placed on it and it wasn't just about black history month but more so just about black culture in general which I know is an experience very different to most people. Um, I'm I'm mixed race and um, my parents were divorced so I ended up living with my mother who's white and um, I think just by, by pure coincidence, we ended up living in predominantly white, um, like white areas to live. So I don't know if that had an impact because the school that I went to, I think there was only like two or three black people, including myself. So very little black people. So I think I think that had an impact on the curriculum in terms of celebrating black culture and acknowledging the past that involved black people and segregation and subjugation and everything like that. Oh, it's interesting. And I mean, it's very interesting you mentioned there about kind of geography and, and the geographical impact on, I guess, what we're taught at school. Because am I right, Louise, you grew up in South London? Yeah, I did. And I went to school. My school was predominantly black. My teachers were black. We had a lot of black representation, even like our charity schools were in Ghana and Jamaica. So I was really um, exposed to kind of that side of things. But I do acknowledge how different it is for other people even within London really does depend on where you are in London let alone the rest of the country. 
Wonderful. Thank you both. Um, really important. And I think absolutely everything you said there is so important. How do we um, ensure that there is not just representation, as, you, as you've kind of mentioned, Louise, from your teachers, but how we're encouraging these discussions and ensuring that this is taught to young people as they grow up as a really important part of our history um and from your, both of your perspectives like where do you think we should start as a society in terms of bringing about greater attention and acknowledgement of the past i think for black history in particular i think it should be a celebration of culture across the curriculum rather than the focus just being on the one month that comes up once a year so I think when you start integrating it into geography, into charity, into mm -hmm. English, like looking at literature, you allow like young people to gain an insight on the whole spectrum and understand about like different things and what's going on. It's a bit off topic, but recently I saw that the person who made um, the Ponstar Martini cocktail was a black African person. But there's things like this which are so pivotal in our culture that we don't know where it comes from. So I think just education across the board would be a great place to start. I think, uh, I agree, I totally agree. And I think that it should be a celebration of like the positives and the, the good things about that have happened for black people rather than having the focus on slavery and segregation and apartheid. I mean, those don't get me wrong, those things are important, very important, but there are massive contributions that black people made to society like um like louise said in the creation of um, of like creative just like cocktails i know that a black person was the creator of um, the alarm system so you know that protects people's houses black person came up with that um but like there is so much sort of richness that you can learn about black culture um, that doesn't focus around slavery and i think that we're missing out Absolutely. No, lovely, lovely answers there and really interesting to kind of hear your perspectives and, and takes on that. And so obviously this day that we're, we're talking about here, as I said, it is the International Day for the Remembrance of Slave Trade and its Abolition. So I guess taking it back to, to that particular point back in history and, and the Foreign Slave Trade Abolition Bill was passed in 1807, um, but slave trade actually still continued until 1833. Do you both have any views or have you read or have any insight as to why it took that long to stop or what made it kind of stop then? I think I don't know it, it makes me it makes me sad to know that that people for in Britain I know for so long to have this this abolished this abolished bill passed and then it took another like 30 or so years for it to actually come into fruition but I think the main motivation was probably money in, in, in the sense that it, there were still people willing to buy somebody um, to, to subjugate. And I think that's probably why it continued. And I think that uh, by that point, racism was so rampant that that was another sort of motivator for people to purchase slaves. But yeah, it's just, um, it's a sad, sad time in history, a sad topic, I think. Um, I agree as well. I think for a lot of people in that time, slaves were seen almost like a currency. So it's almost very difficult to um, just pick up and end what they were doing, how sad mm -hmm. and unfortunate it was. 
Um, so I can see why it took such a long time just because that was a lifestyle that they was so used to and I can imagine benefited them in a lot of ways. I completely agree with both of both of your points there. And I think obviously we're talking about instances and, and we are talking about thankfully history here. Um, but obviously we know that unfortunately still in 2021, um, certainly to not that extreme, but racism does obviously still exist um, in some places um, today in society. And I think if we think about the full cycle there, what impact do you think slavery has had on racism in society to this day? Racism is deeply rooted in slavery. I think that it's based on old views that that um, that black people are uneducated or savages or, or somehow less than they are. And for me, growing up especially, I never understood it. I, I still don't understand it. Why somebody feels the need to have such great hatred towards um, a particular person of a, a certain race it doesn't make sense to me. But I think that it's a power thing. I was speaking to my dad about it, actually. And I think that he said, he quite said quite eloquently, it's like it's a way of having retaining that power over somebody. So black people being introduced for most instances to the, uh, the first world as slaves. I think that instantly racism was born as a way of having control and power over a certain race because you felt like they were less. And you reinforce that by putting that person down and making them fear you. I, I agree. I, I feel um, also as though um, today in a lot of the stereotypes and unconscious biases that we see and a lot of the values that are built into like systems within society, there are um, points of it that do root back from slavery and the ways in which people thought and believed um, in those times and within laws and stuff that were made back then so you can see sometimes how those differences in opinion now impact people today not as much as they would have back then but there's definitely advantages and disadvantages that different groups within society face as a result of what happened all those years ago no absolutely absolutely and and I know especially over the last 18 months um there's been a lot of conversation uh, within society within the workplace across social media around racial equality and and some of the inequalities that obviously still exist and then obviously last year in a year that we saw so much change we were faced with a situation which is unfortunately all too familiar and as we we all know we watched as as unfortunately George Floyd's life was taken away from him in the most inhumane way and the world kind of watched on as he fought to take his last breath and very rightly so this sent shockwaves across the entire world and people were inevitably very upset but I think one of the things is that it it enabled society to hold a mirror up to themselves and actually understand and take note of the racial inequalities that as we said still do exist to this day so I think we're talking obviously around things that are in the history but from your guys perspective like do you think that that slavery is a thing of the past or or how do we combat it in its greatest sense still to this day? I think that um, slavery as a definition is a thing of the past but the byproducts still are among us within society today 
um, in just cause of colorism, racism, all of these um, different things. I think they rooted from what happened back then and we still struggle with them within um, the community now, but we don't see slavery in the same way of, as like buying and selling and the exploitation of human life. But definitely there are things that maybe if slavery didn't exist, wouldn't we wouldn't have to deal with today. So I think in that way, it still lives among us and it's not something that we can forget ignore or just you know accept it didn't exist i think it it's um we have to acknowledge that it existed mm -hmm. and try to now think of like tangible ways that we as a community everyone regardless of race can kind of work together to move forward and i think that's the point where we are now and just kind of moving forward from there and hopefully one day get into a place of equality i don't i don't know i wouldn't like to say that slavery would sort of that that it would never exist because honestly I don't I don't think that without being condescending I don't think humans have evolved that far I feel like slavery does exist um, it's just not getting as much attention and maybe slavery exists but not as much in the traditional sense because when you think of slavery let's be honest you think of black people I mean that there's that connotation of being black and being slaves but there is there is I would like to say the, the word modern slavery. I mean, there's slavery that you don't see. There's slavery going on in, in, in people being trafficked and, and um, sweatshops and stuff like that. And Louise is right in that there are echoes of it for black people in racism and, and, um, and segregation and things like that. But I just hope that from things like Black Lives Matter and from, from publicity that that people, businesses especially, will acknowledge that there is suffering, there is injustice going on, and you can do something as simple as making the process easier for, for black people to apply, making sure that they know that their opinions are valued, that they are valued as a person in the company, that we don't bias against black people or women or Asians or, or just small minorities. I just, I think that we could always be doing more. And I think that these last 18 months has definitely shown that. Absolutely. And I guess, so here we are obviously today having a conversation to, as we said, um, acknowledge um, International Day for the remembrance of slave trade and its abolition. But why do you both think it's so important that people today are aware of and learn of this history? Because people may be asking, this happened a long time ago. Why do we need to kind of remember it, but also have a conversation about it? I mean, for me, it's there are so many points in history for, for individual countries and for the world that are, are, are celebrated, are acknowledged for, for years. I mean, if you think about the um, past wars that we've been in, uh, revolutionary moments in, in government history, change, social change. I just think that it's important to acknowledge that these things happened because there are hundreds of thousands of people that have suffered to get us where we have today and we still need more change. So I think going forward that it's important to acknowledge the sacrifices that have been made and what more we need to do because it, it, it gives me pride as a black, as a mixed race person, to to know that the people have fought in the name for the justices and the rights that I have today, and it just makes me feel proud to be mixed race. 
I agree. And I also feel like um, where sometimes questions raise about why um, particular groups should be supported for particular things. And I feel like recognizing days like this help to kind of build people's understandings on why we need to do more to support certain groups within society and why certain groups, Black people, ethnic minorities in general may struggle to get particular opportunities. So being able to acknowledge um, days like the abolition of um, slave trade help you to kind of understand that these groups did suffer for a long amount of time and it's now um, our opportunity as a community to kind of help them get into positions or help them get into places within society that they actually do deserve that for so long they wasn't permitted to get into. So I think that's why it's probably important that we do still recognise it and just for education and knowledge purposes in general. Mm, no, really important messages, both of those. And, and I completely agree with everything that you you kind of said there. And so I guess thinking of what you just touched on there, Louise, around that whole education and knowledge and, and the importance of it, what one piece of advice would you give to our listeners today should they wish to build their own knowledge and education? Do you have any, any tips from that respect? When looking at these things, it's important to look in the past at what happened, um, gaining knowledge on slavery and, and things like the Windrush community and how communities actually got into England, but not just looking at it from that sense, but also looking at what's actually happening today and what tangible things people can do today in 2021 to help and support these communities. And sometimes it's not the most outlandish thing, maybe a search on Twitter or just having a conversation with someone who might be from a different community as you and just kind of understanding the things they go through and what you can do to make that person's life easier and how we can kind of like work as a community to move forward. I think that would be I'd agree I think I think it's important to immerse yourself in the culture as well we live in such a interconnected world with social media and 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 all of that knowing about basically knowing in depth what's going on with random people I think even if you know you I don't know go on Instagram or something like that and and, um, look at uh, uh, black centric pages like um uh black artist space which I heard about from you recently Uh, (laughs) I think that just taking a look is enough because you can realize and take note the richness there the 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 beauty there no that's a really important message I think and and I'm a big believer as well that we 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 can and we can ask people from different communities to share their own lived experiences of course and and a lot of people are very open to doing that but we should never rely on those communities to be the educators to others um it can be quite exhausting for those who are from those communities and if we're talking about the black community here today so i think that's really important messages that you gave there around actually how anybody listening to this no matter who they are can pick up a computer pick up their phone pick up a book and educate themselves essentially so thank you so much Louise and Leah really really enjoyed that conversation and thank you so much for shedding light on such an important topic Um, I really really enjoyed it and I know our listeners will as well So to everyone else alongside this podcast, we're going to post some resources that we hope you will find helpful and hope that you'll be able to use to learn a bit more about such an important subject and keep the conversation going in your own time. 
Thank you very much for listening. Um, and if you'd like to hear more about the Penna podcast, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. 